Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family realestate.com and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555 or call her cell phone at 662 662- 689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Welcome into the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. It's not that far away. Ole Miss and Troy getting ready to kick it off in just a couple of weeks. We're excited. Uh, we'll have a great preview of Troy uh, upcoming in the next couple of episodes and uh, excited about bringing you all the content we can as John Sumrall brings the Trojans into Oxford at 3 p.m. in just a couple of weeks on Saturday. Can't believe it. It's actually about to be football time in Oxford, Mississippi. So, 
Everybody's excited about what's going on specifically. Quarterback, we'll break that down. We'll hear from head coach Lane Kiffin in the second part of the show. Excited to uh, to bring you some more information about what's going on with the podcast, what's going on with the network, and what we're going to be able to do during the season. We'll get into that in a little bit more detail as uh, the weeks progress. As it stands, Ole Miss and Troy getting ready to kick it off. We'll break down a little bit what's going on in fall camp. A lot is happening with uh, specifically across that offensive front. David Johnson, who does a great job covering Ole Miss for Rebs247.com, Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports, uh, has some information in regards to that offensive front. You can get all of that information at Rebs247.com. There's practice reports that come across on a daily basis, and uh, David breaks it down. We'll give you a little bit of a tidbit of information about what's happening specifically on the offensive line and also at the defensive backfield, who's kind of – He's kind of doing a good job so far over the last couple of weeks. It's, it's kind of practice, kind of lagging along. The media does not have any availability. There was a scrimmage that took place this past Saturday that the media was not allowed to view. So uh, we'll give you as much information as we can about what happened during that scrimmage. But basically kind of go across the depth chart as best as we can tell from uh, the, the limited amounts of practice that we've been able to see. Obviously we'll know more as a – kickoff gets here in a couple of weeks. Speaking of kickoff, uh, one game is already sold out. The Ole Miss ticket office has pointed out that the Alabama game is out of individual tickets. So if you want to see the Rebels in Alabama uh, get after it this year at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, you'll have to buy season tickets. By the way, uh, reached out to uh, a person inside the the ticketing slash marketing office, roughly 38,000 season tickets, and that was a couple of weeks ago. So we'll get you an update as to if there's been an, an uptick in sales or kind of get a, a number in mind. I know that was a pretty good number considering uh, in years past in regards to, I think you had a date back to 2018 to when that number was any higher than that. So uh, a lot of things happening in regards to tickets. Uh, we'll get you an update uh, down the road. Also, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of delve into the, the special team situation, give you a little bit of an update at the punter and the place kicker, and also tell you about uh, – some things coming down the pipe once, you know, we talked about that just a little bit ago. So uh, that'll come in the second half of the show. Uh, once again, thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening to the podcast. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Ole Miss. That's part of the Believe Network. Excited about our sponsors, uh, and you'll hear a lot about them in the second half of the show. And uh, we appreciate them being part of the podcast as you listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Anywhere you can get your podcast. And thanks for giving us a, a review there. And uh, we appreciate you telling a friend about downloading the podcast. Be following. Uh, be sure and follow everybody. <clears throat> Edit. I'm, of course, your host, Brad Logan. To follow me on Twitter, that's at BradLoganCOTE. As we'll keep you abreast of everything going on with Ole Miss. Uh, real quickly, wanted to add in regards to basketball. Uh, from what many insiders uh, at 247 Sports have intimated to me, this could be, or they're saying it is, the best recruiting class that it's basically in the history of Ole Miss athletics, specifically the players that Ole Miss has committed for the 2023 class. So, what does that tell you? Well. I think Ole Miss is going to be pretty good. They're going to be a lot better than last year. We'll get into a little bit about what happened over in the Bahamas. James White had a really good uh, couple of games for Ole Miss. Didn't get as as much production as they wanted to. 
out of some other players. But like I said, we'll, we'll delve into that. But uh, in regards to who Ole Miss has committed now, who is on the current current roster with, with the players that Kermit Davis has brought in, you know, insiders have told me that this is, is going to be a very special next couple of years. The problem is, is we know that Coach Kermit Davis is on a very short leash. And I think he knows that. I think anyone listening to this podcast understands that Ole Miss basketball is in a pretty tough spot. So, um, should Ole Miss win? <clears throat> Excuse me. Should Ole Miss continue to win this year and get back to the, you know, production in the SEC tournament and then, of course, maybe get into the NCAA tournament? I think that it could be a nice run for Kermit Davis. He's got some additional um, – some new assistants in here. You know, lost a couple of assistants this year. Robert Kirby, someone that everyone knows a lot about. He's been uh, – was an assistant at Georgetown, uh, moved on from there and is coming to Oxford. So he spent some time under Mississippi State head coach Rick Stansberry. So uh, definitely going to be an interesting year for head coach Kermit Davis and this Ole Miss men's basketball team. We'll take a timeout, come back after this. As you listen to the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Remember, coming up, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin, and we'll also take an in-depth look at both this offense, defense, and special teams right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
Welcome back into the Believe It On This podcast, a part of the Believe Network, coming to you from the Kessinger Real Estate Studios in the Debbie Johnson official realtor of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. If you're looking for any type of commercial property, or you're looking for maybe that spot for you need a spot to take the kids or the grandkids to do some fishing, hanging out, maybe you're looking to build a cabin, you're looking for that that great lakefront property, give Debbie Johnson a call at Kessinger Real Estate at 662-689-0090. Maybe you're looking for that special home in Oxford, that uh, maybe that second home. Maybe you're looking to move to Oxford. What a better spot in Lafayette County. By the way, it's not just Lafayette County. Panola, the surrounding area. Just ask Debbie. Just call her. Go to KessingerRealEstate.com. Type in Debbie Johnson. That way you can call her, see all of her listings. And when you make that purchase of that property, you make that purchase of the home or the commercial property, be sure and tell them you heard about it. Be sure you tell Debbie that you heard about it on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast here on the Believe Network. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Let's get right down to it. The Ole Miss Rebels finishing up fall camp, if you want to call it fall camp, finishing up preseason camp. We've had some definitely some hotter preseason camps in the history of of living in North Mississippi in my, my good 45 years on earth. Hadn't been too terribly bad over the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty hot, but the, when they first started the preseason camp, it wasn't too bad at all. Had a lot of rain this week. We heard from Lane Kiffin on Monday, and, and of course the first question was about the quarterback play. And he said it's going to be a tough decision. Just did not give any type of indication whatsoever. And Neil McCready of Rivals.com asked a great question. Coach, do you think you might be going towards a two-quarterback system? Is that something you're open to? And he was pretty quick to say that's not something that they want to do. I thought Neil asked a great question, too. You know, it, when do you expect to do something? Because obviously, you know, we, we, we heard some different programs throughout the country are, are naming their starters so they can start running with the ones exclusively, which makes plenty of sense but no naming of a quarterback as of yet. The good news for Ole Miss, we all know, the schedule is less than difficult in the first six, five or six games. It's a nice way of saying it's not that difficult at all. Obviously, the back half, it's much more difficult because you get into the SEC play and you get into SEC Western Division play. So no answers from Lane Kiffin, but here's what he had to say at the press availability following the scrimmage on Saturday and also uh, following practice on Monday morning. Um, I thought there were some really good things. Um, you know, we had a number of injuries defensively. Um, so we gave it some explosive plays, which obviously whenever one side does good, it's an issue with the other side. So I thought that uh, the speed of the offense was good and the mechanics with it. So, but again, we played without it a few significant defensive players. Um, I know it sounds the same. You know, they're very close. You know, I feel like every day you could go out there and say one and the next day say the other. So it's be a tough call, which is a good thing. Coach, we're getting uh, Tywon Malone in here today. So give me, give us some thoughts on him. Yeah, it's just really cool, um, you know, for someone to be a two-point, two-sport player. Um, 
on that note, congratulations to Plumlee I saw this morning of winning the quarterback job there. Um, two sport players. But you usually don't have a big one, you know, of this size on the defensive lineman. So uh, there's good and bad to everything. And the bad part is, you know, you got to work yourself back in, you know, because you missed some time. So um, he's doing a great job. When you're getting a look at some of these second and third string guys on defense with the starters hurt, is anybody standing out to you or is it kind of a struggle developing that depth there? I mean, there's a lot of guys, um, you know, so I don't really know singling them out, but, uh, you know, we need our backup defense players to play so we don't have to play our frontline guys as much as we did a year ago um, and to develop so we can play better special teams. And maybe internally, y'all have a clock or a timeline you'd like to make that call. But when you say one guy kind of jumps ahead to the next day, another guy, I mean, it's frustrating, may not be the right word, but how is that when y'all feel like, all right, maybe one's taking a lead, but then you're back to 50-50? I don't know. I mean, I answer these every day from Knox. He FaceTimes me every day, what's going on with the quarterback? So I feel like I've practiced at this. And then he's say, he says, well, I, you really know, so just tell me. Um, I really I really don't know. Um, so again, you could be frustrated or you can glass half empty, glass half full, or you can say, you know what, if there was a big difference then probably one-on-one wasn't doing very well. So I looked at it as both are doing well and creating a hard situation, which is a good thing to have. Along those lines, do you start to contemplate going into the season playing two as like, for lack of a better word, co-starters? No, not yet. We still got a ways to go and we'll cross that bridge if that happens. Hey, Lane, your first two years here, you had receivers who really had more targets, more catches, uh, Elijah, than, than uh, Don Terry last year. Is, is that a, a preference uh, in the way you want to run the offense, or is that just the way it worked out with chemistry? <clears throat> I mean, it's been different in different places, but when we have a unique player that, you know, no disrespect to the other guys, is above the other guys around, you know, like – heard me say it's not like t-ball everybody doesn't you know get the bat around the order so um you know our job's to win games and get the ball to the best players and i think drummond's was an example of some injuries too um because i wouldn't have predicted that at the beginning of the year you know with mingo and braylon but then both guys were hurt for a lot of the year so um i probably could have predicted that more with elijah and when it's a <clears throat> slot doing it, it makes it a lot easier to get him the ball on you know some run type stuff it's been really good. It's deeper than it's been. Um, I would bet we already knew it this time in the last two years, who were the guys and what exactly was the order. Um, so uh, the wild card is, you know, Flash has been hurt for a while. So he hasn't been, he hasn't been doing much at all. So that's hard when you have a new player who hasn't been there that you saw for a little bit and have some ideas of what you do with him and he's not out there. So. That's kind of a wild card thing. J.J. Henry's done awesome. Um, so, I mean, I joked with Flash the other day in the training room. and asked him if he had a red shirt here. And he's like, yeah, why? I'm like, I mean, sitting here longer, you might want to use your red shirt here the way that J.J.'s playing. So uh, I think that motivated him because he came out for a little bit today. So, Coach, is this the deepest team across the board you've had since you've been here? Uh, yeah, but that's, <clears throat> that's not really saying much. We, we haven't been deep um, the last two years. We just had really good frontline players. Um, so really, if you look at it at most spots, we always wanted to rotate more. 
especially receivers and defensively, and we didn't because of depth issues. So um, at most positions, we are a little deeper um, than we have been. And, you know, a big part of that's the portal. I mean, we looked yesterday at the roster, just on the right side of it, on the depth chart happened to be like the signing class and all the portal guys at the bottom, like whatever it was, 14 through 29 or something like that. I mean, this is a very different team without that. And that was Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. Like we said, not a lot there. Not a lot there in regards of, of what he's expecting. One thing we did hear from is, you know, we'd been wondering about wide receiver, and, and, and there is news that, that Jalen Robinson, the transfer out of UCF, has been battling some injury. And pretty much Lane Kiffin said, yeah, and he jokingly, and, and I tweeted this out, and I got ridiculed a little bit for this. I I didn't tweet the context that Lane was was saying that basically, hey, look, if you got a red shirt, I can put you on the red shirt, and he was out at practice the next day. That's what he said. And when I tweeted that out, it wasn't in context. And so that's on me. And, and at the end of the day, J.J. Henry was someone that, that Lane Kiffin called out. I know Jalen Robinson is someone that we expect to see from early in camp. Jordan Watkins, a transfer out of Louisville. But, but you know, I, mean, I think everybody's really excited to see if there's going to be any growth at all from Dennis Jackson so that maybe he shows up other than one game like he did last year against Tennessee. A Brandon Bookholder, a Braylon Brown. Are any of those players going to step up? And we did hear from J.J. Henry, obviously, what Lane Kiffin was talking about. But Jonathan Mingo's got to be one of your go-to receivers. A wide receiver is, not a, is, a, is a position that Ole Miss lost a ton. They, they filled it nicely with transfer talent, but it's not as highly decorated talent as one you would see from – for example, the, the the running back room. We, we, we know that the running backs are going to be loaded this year with running back Zach Evans out of TCU and Ulysses Bentley, the fourth out of SMU, is both those from, from what we've gathered had really good camps. But I think the, the player that's had the best camp out of all of them has been freshman running back Quinchon Judkins out of the state of Alabama. We said it at nauseum on this program how Auburn and Alabama allowed him to get away. He's a phenomenal talent, someone we expect to see often and early. And the good news is is you have three running backs that are ready to go. So if one of those running backs can be saved into the second half and and used very similar to to the way that Ole Miss used Snoop Conner, I know a lot of people, including myself, was wondering about how Lane Kiffin chose to to, to use Snoop Conner. But in this particular instance, it, it could be a very similar situation. You know, one thing I was thinking about over the weekend is Matt Corral was out there to win games for Ole Miss last year. And it was pretty much a supporting cast of a pretty good offensive line, a really good wide receiving core, and a really good running back room. But but Matt Corral, the quarterback, was out there for, for one reason. He was, he was the leader on offense, and he was out there to win games. This year you may be leaning on a separate group. This year you may be leaning on a senior-laden a very experienced laden offensive line to win the game. This year you may be leaning on a a graduate or should I say a, a transfer running back like a Zach Evans to win the game. I don't know that Jackson Dart right now or Luke Altmeyer are ready to take the reins of being that person to win the game. We'll learn soon enough. 
but the inexperience is there. Obviously, we, we know Jackson Dart did play some at USC. The numbers weren't great. But from everything we've learned out of fall camp is that Dart has gotten a lot better since he's gotten on campus. No indictment on Luke Altmaier at all. But Jackson Dart's done really well, and Luke Altmaier is continuing to match blow for blow what Jackson Dart is doing on the field. The quarterback room has been a heck of a battle. I don't think anyone, including myself, expected this battle to go this deep into camp. When Lane Kiffin went to the portal to get a graduate, I keep saying graduate, excuse me. When Lane Kiffin went to the portal to get a, a transfer quarterback, everyone, including myself, expected the transfer quarterback to come in and immediately be given the reins and start. That's obviously not the case. And I revert back to last week when John Sokoloff of the of WCBI-TV asked the question, Coach, is it going to be any bearing on who you and your staff decide to play about how their NIL structure is or how much they're receiving via the NIL? His answer was straightforward and no. That it was not going to have any bearing at all, that it was going to be who the best man was. And honestly the way the quarterback battle has shaked out so far, that appears to be the truth. It's tight. In the scrimmage a week ago this past Saturday, we saw Mason Brooks, a talented right tackle from Western Kentucky that transferred in, who had pretty much solidified that right tackle slot. Well, Jaden Williams came in, and there's been some shakeups. Now, there's no doubt that Jake Thorne, the offensive line coach, would like to have seven-ish or eight deep across that offensive front. So, you know, the good news is is Jaden Williams is coming in and is spelling a number of players. And there has been some rumblings via David Johnson, the number one person that, that we listen to for this podcast for information. I'll be honest with you, David does a great job at reps247.com. He's the editor there where we work. And he knows offensive line about it as anyone that covers Ole Miss. And he said all along that Jaden Williams has done a great job spelling the injured Mason Brooks, but most importantly, turning a lot of heads. Another name that, that he mentioned is Micah Pettis has turned some heads on that offensive line. But it's been a pretty a pretty good push from Eli Acker. He's running left guard, interchangeable, of course, with Nick Broker at right guard. We've seen Jeremy James, who's anchored the left tackle spot, is now moved over to play right tackle, and believe it or not, Jalen Williams has played a lot of left tackle. Caleb Warren, of course, is the center. We've heard that obviously that center position could be played too by Eli Acker. You have to wonder too, Reese McIntyre, Jalen Cunningham, a couple other players that have been kind of rolling in and out of the ones and the two, mostly the twos, but you need that depth, and that's kind of where things stand right now cross that offensive front. Going to be one of the better offensive lines that's been at Ole Miss in a while. And Jake Thorne has done a great job recruiting that position. As we talked about Micah Pettis and of course Jalen Williams that's that's taken a big step up just his first year as an Ole Miss Rebel. Defensively, a couple of question marks obviously at linebackers number one uh, on the the latest edition of, of, of Rev Talk, which actually was a kickoff show. Great job by the Ole Miss 
Radio Network and also Learfield. They hosted a special party at the Country Club of Oxford for uh, Learfield and some of our partners. But the good news for us, uh, both fans and media, we were allowed to listen to it. That made it available uh, available on a podcast platform. But also, not just Lane Kiffin. They had Kermit Davis there to talk a little Ole Miss basketball, men's basketball. They had uh, Richard Cross and Brett Norsworthy of the Radio Network, along with Harry Harrison, who's the color analyst on the Ole Miss Radio Network. Of course, that was hosted by David Kellum, the voice of the Rebels. A lot of good information. And I think the number one takeaway is is when they asked Lane Kiffin about what his you know what his concerns were at this point in preseason camp. He immediately said linebacker, and it was so fast where it kind of drew some chuckles from the audience because it happened so fast. Everybody's kind of looking at Ashante Sistrunk, hoping that he has taken a big step forward. Austin Keys is someone that's been battling injuries so far in preseason camp. He's looked pretty good. Definitely someone that Ole Miss is going to be leaning on. Uh, Chris Partridge, the uh, defensive coordinator this year, he's got the reins all by himself. Uh, of course, the co-defensive coordinator last year with D.J. Durkin. But I like what Ole Miss is doing uh, with Randall Joyner. Uh, we know that uh, Randall Joyner is an incredible recruiter. Seems to be taking more responsibility across that Ole Miss defense. And another name of Troy Brown, a transfer um, that, that's expected to play early and just don't have the depth at linebacker right now, you don't think. And really, you can take away a lot of what coaches say in these press conferences by what they don't say. And when he immediately said that he was nervous about linebacker, that tells you immediately in your mind the depth is just simply not there. The good news, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you can take solace in knowing that defensive front led by uh, Randall Joyner, by the way, 10 or 11 deep. And, you know, you get transferred. The Oxford Mississippi High School product, J.J. Pegues out of Auburn, has really turned a lot of heads at defensive tackle. Look really good. K.D. Hill has continued to, to get better and better. Someone that's more of a dude that's kind of been there for a while at the, at the defensive line position. But I think, you know, you look at guys like Cedric Johnson, um, Ivy, the transfer out of Georgia Tech, Isaiah Iton, the JUCO transfer has come in. Those are the type of players that you need to really step up early in the season to solidify that defensive front. Therefore, you can get some, kind of get some rotation. Look, rotation and depth, that's where it's at. And the question was asked today in the press conference, Coach, where do you feel about your team in regards to depth? It's the deepest team you've had at Ole Miss. And he essentially said yes. I mean, he filibustered a little, but, I mean, he said yes. And it, without question, is his best team in regards to depth. And I don't think anyone's arguing that. Because I think Ole Miss will have its deepest secondary. I don't know how – I don't know if there's a good enough comp to know if they've ever had this much depth in the secondary for years and not necessarily at the latter part of the Hugh Freeze era or the Matt Luke era when the defense was so poor. They just had – you know, didn't have a lot of depth. and What depth they had just wasn't very good. It was kind of a running joke that receivers were running wide open 20 and 30 yards apart from each other. Those days are just gone. I mean, a, a lot of folks worried about the fall off between DJ Durkin and Chris Partridge. I just don't think there's going to be a lot. I, you know, Chris Partridge has has really has really come along. I think not only just 
from where this defense is right now in regards to depth, but I think where this defense is in regards to his leadership. And you look at DeAndre Prince, A.J. Finley out of the back half of that secondary, they've been leaders on and off the field. And, and I think the secondary is just, while it's got a lot of depth, there's a lot of talent there as well. Defense could be really, really special for Ole Miss this year. And the good news, if you've got a really good stable of running backs, that's going to take a lot of pressure off whoever the quarterback's going to be. If that quarterback has that experienced offensive line that they can take some heat off and allow those linebackers to, you know, back up just a little. If this offensive line can be one that can control the line of scrimmage, open up some holes for this talented running backs, that's going to allow the quarterbacks, whoever they are, to have some time to throw the football down the field, make it a little bit easier. That running game, I guess you could say the lack of a better word, open up. A quick check on recruiting, and you can check out Rebs247.com for all your latest recruiting updates. Would like to point out the Rebs did get a big commitment over the weekend from Aiden Williams, a four-star wide receiver from Ridgeland, Mississippi at Ridgeland High School. And, uh, look, had been at Ole Miss Lane for quite a while. Tennessee came on as of late. Uh, and everybody knows that this new NIL era that we're living in, anything can happen. But Aiden Williams is going to be an Ole Miss Rebel. At least that's what's uh, what it, what we believe as of right now. He committed to Ole Miss this past Sunday, and look, Derek Nix did a great job recruiting this young man for a long, long time. So Ole Miss uh, nabs another Mississippi product this time—a four-star wide receiver. Ole Miss with six four-star recruits right now for the 2023 class. It's really good, and there's one more kind of hanging out there. Uh, at Picayune, I think he's at Picayune, is Dante Dowdell, currently committed to Oregon. But there's a great story that Chris Brooks uh, wrote for Rep 247 and 247 Sports right now on Inside the Rebels. Uh, have a chance to, if you get a chance, go check it out. If you're not a member, it's a great opportunity and a great time to become a member of Inside the Rebels at Reps247.com, the affiliate for Ole Miss and 247 Sports. A nice photo gallery, too. Chris knows a ton of folks in the state of Mississippi and uh, knew a lot of people there at the signing day ceremony. Not, I'm sorry, not signing day. <laughs> kind of getting ahead of myself. At the commitment day ceremony there at Ridgeland High School uh, there in the library. So also a podcast on there that Chris did, uh, kind of chronicling the day's events about how Aiden Williams did commit. Uh, a lot of other uh, recruiting information. Don't want to give too much of it away. You can get all that at RepSuper7.com. But a big commitment, and once again, another Mississippi product to keep your eye on. Currently committed to Oregon. He's wanted by a lot of folks. I, yep, I mean, I think there's a chance that he sticks with Oregon. But Ole Miss is going to recruit Dante Dowdell until the very end. So definitely something to uh, keep your uh, ear to the ground about. Kermit Davis, We, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about how it feels like Kermit Davis understands what's at stake for him this year in this Ole Miss basketball team. And I'll be honest with you, I like this basketball team. I like what I've seen so far out of the the tournaments over in the Bahamas. Uh, They've got some depth. They've got length. Ole Miss has always been a team that likes to play good defense, but I think offensively, if you can get a Matthew Morrell to be a little more consistent, I mean, this team can be really good. 
Really good. Uh, definitely a team to watch, and I'm excited to see how they start this year. You know, last year they got off kind of a got off to, to kind of a rocky start. I think if this team can get out hot, the SEC in basketball, I think this year is going to be more wide open than ever before. Ole Miss could be a dark horse. Definitely somebody. Uh, definitely a team to watch. But this Ole Miss basketball team is going to be. I think I'm going to go on record now and saying it's going to be. If anything. This is going to be a fun team to watch. It kind of got away from Kermit Davis at uh, the latter part of last year where, you know, things just kind of went south. He couldn't get it back. I think this team starts out really hot and uh, is, is absolutely raring to go when SEC basketball tournament play starts. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think, at the SBJ Pavilion there on the campus at Ole Miss. I do – Want to revert back to football just for a moment and talk about the earlier part of the schedule and why I don't think it's imperative that Lane Kiffin name a starting quarterback immediately. Because I think with the first couple of games, really the first four games or so, Ole Miss can afford to play multiple quarterbacks. And I know we answered the question, the previous press availability, by he does not want to play two quarterbacks. But I think without question, it, it, it is a possibility with Central Arkansas opening up, of course, with Troy. Then Georgia Tech down the stretch. Georgia Tech's going to be really, really bad. Tulsa, believe it or not, out of the first six or seven games, maybe the most difficult. So maybe you want something solidified by the third or fourth week. But I think it's an opportunity with the first couple of weeks anyway to kind of flesh it out. What was a slam dunk? Has not been a slam dunk, and that is because – you know, we said it before and we'll say it again. Luke Altmaier was not going to roll over and just allow Jackson Dart to come in here and be the starting quarterback. By the way, one one position we haven't talked a lot about is tight end. And, and, and I apologize for not bringing that up earlier. Casey Kelly's had a great, great camp. And so I mean, we expect him to probably start. But Michael Trigg, Jr., kind of was spinning and swimming or whatever you know adjective you want to use, having a little bit of a difficult time early on in the process, has really – you know, found himself here in the, the latter part of camp and uh, has really played really well. And I expect Michael Trigg to be uh, a vibrant part of this offense at least by the midway point of the year. Probably going to be a lot of people step up that, that you know, had transferred in and maybe he didn't know, know a lot about them. One player could be wide receiver Dayton Wade. He's a wide receiver that uh, is coming in kind of quietly had a really good preseason camp. Had a chance to hear from him the press availability and a really impressive young man. Here's what uh, transfer wide receiver Dayton Wade had to say. Uh, camp is going great and as you know our room is deep. We got a lot of transfers. We got a lot of people that's been here and as far as us competing and, and whatnot, we're more so like collective. Like our coaches, he uh, he puts a lot of emphasis on uh, how great we'll be if we stick together versus being apart. So we don't really worry about like who gonna start this week, who getting the most reps. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We're more so like, hey, make sure you're doing your assignment, you do it right. Hey, that's what we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? So whoever's the most consistent and doing the right thing and is dependable, who can be reliable, that's what we, you know what I'm saying, more so geared towards. Can you talk us through your choice to come here? Obviously, 
come as a walk-on is, is obviously a tough choice for some people. So kind of what was it about Ole Miss that made you take that gamble? All right, this, it definitely was a gamble. So when I entered the portal, I was getting looks. I had a, a few offers and whatnot. But one of my old teammates that was at my old school with me, Jacor Pearson, he called me and they was uh, this was around the time they was going for the Sugar Bowl, prepping for the Sugar Bowl and whatnot. And he was like, look, whatever you got going on, forget about it. Come to Ole Miss. Like, walk on, he was like, uh, the way you play, the what you can bring to the table and whatnot, Lake Kiffin would love it. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you see what I'm doing, woo, woo, woo. So he just told me, like, look, here's the blueprint. All you gotta do is execute, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I believe in myself. Like, I, I don't see myself as cocky. I see myself as more confident because I'm, I'm humble with it. So you know how, how the cocky go, you, you just, ah, but I got, I got some humble to me, you know what I'm saying? So when I came, I didn't come in like, oh, I'm woo-woo-woo. I came out, I was quiet. I was like, hey, I'm just gonna do my job, learn my assignment, woo-woo-woo. But Jacor Pearson, he had a large influence of that. Like, I think literally last night, I thank you so much, PZ, you changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Because he really did. He saw the opportunity for me. He was like, hey, I think this will work for you. You know what I'm saying? So I just leap of faith. Let's do it. One more day closer to the kickoff of 3 o'clock inside of Walt Hemingway Stadium at Ole Miss and Troy. We'll get a preview of Troy like we talked about earlier. Coming up very, very soon as we preview the John Summerall-led Trojans. John Summerall, of course, the linebacker coach for Ole Miss not that long ago. Now the head coach for the Troy Trojans has done a great job down in Troy, Alabama. And uh, Troy is going to be a good team. But uh, if Ole Miss does what it needs to do, should take care of Troy. And um, athleticism, I think, more than anything should uh, obviously be in Ole Miss's favor. We appreciate you being part of the show. Appreciate you downloading and subscribing to the podcast and uh, excited about the things to come and what we have to offer here at the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. So excited to bring you all of the content inside the Kessinger Real Estate Studio and our Kessinger Real Estate, Debbie Johnson, who's done a fantastic job uh, as your real estate broker. Everyone needs someone that handles all their real estate in North Mississippi. Debbie Johnson is asking for your business. We'd love for you to give her a call at 662-689-0090. You can always go to KessingerRealEstate.com, search Debbie Johnson, and see all the properties she has in and around Oxford, Mississippi. And it's not just Lafayette County. It's Tallahatchie, it's Panola, Calhoun, Pontotoc. Just ask for Debbie Johnson when you call. And say, here's where I'm going to live. Here's where I want that rental property. Here's where I'm looking for that special area of land. Maybe you want some CRP timber. Just call. Ask for Debbie Johnson. Tell him Brad Logan sent you on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. And she will take care of you and be your real estate agent. Debbie Johnson, proud sponsor of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network. Thank you so much for our sponsor, Bet Online. BetOnline.ag has been a sponsor of this podcast since the very, very beginning. Whether it be NFL, preseason is already starting. Before long, it'll be the start of college football season. It'll be the start of college basketball season. But, of course, NFL, MLB going on right now. The playoffs is going to start. They're going to start very, very soon. BetOnline.ag is your home for betting in all of your sports. 
you want to be sure and use that, that promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-50. And save today. And tell them Brad Logan sent you from the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. That's Bet Online, where the game starts, betonline.ag. Thanks again for joining us here in the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. And tell a friend that you enjoyed listening to the Believe It Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network. been listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.